Thanks for joining us for another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's right. You clicked on it. It's the Stack Pack. Um, we're here for episode 22. Getting to the end of the season. Damn fun pod. Um, I am uh, your host, David Howell, joined as always by my cohorts in mystery solving. Um, good old Elias Dominguez in the beautiful Dallas area. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Um, and Road Dan, currently home Dan. I'm Danning it up. Daniel Benavides. Um, and today, I'm very excited about this. Oh, we have a very special guest. Uh, it's We have a f- our first guest on the Stack Pack. <clears throat> I'm very excited to introduce local personality. <laughs> Corey J. Corey Jimenez, our very good friend Corey. What's up, dudes? <laughs> it's nice to be here. Look, Thank you for having me. I I, I gave you the vaguest uh, um, intro name. The vaguest name. The most vaguest, like it could mean anything. Local personality. Yeah. If you live in a place and you have thoughts of your own, I'm local, <laughs> you, and you I have a personality. Are you saying vague or Vegas? Vaguest. I, I think vague. I don't think vaguest is the proper way to say that, but. I, I introduced you in the most vague possible way. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're covering episode 22. This is episode 22 of our podcast. Um, season one still, Robert Stack episodes. Um, we got a goodie. I think let's just jump right into this, baby. Oh, this is, oh, this is a real goodie. Robert Stack, I thought we were doing the Farina Files. Oh, get the f- oh, no. fuck out. Get out of here. Corey get out of here. God damn right it. Now. My bad, guys. <laughs> so, guys, that was our special guest, Corey. We well, tried it um, once. It didn't work out. Son of a bitch. It didn't work out, guys. Well, good luck. <laughs> I'll be downstairs playing with the dogs. Um, yeah, um, of course, we're a, we're a stack only, or else we'd be called the... What did you say? The Farina Files isn't the bad. Farina Files. The Farina Files is... Uh, Maybe maybe we got to rethink this Farina guy. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to get through all the seasons yeah. of the stack. Can, you know, can stack. we start with his uh, his movies and like go through like the good ones? Like get shorty, you get, get shorty. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bad thing about it is that he was a sack of shit in all the movies that he was in. Like he was a bad guy. Yeah, he wasn't good. He could the lovable play, he bad could play guy. Many of those like sweetheart swindlers, really good. Wasn't he? Wasn't he in Goodfellas? Was he in Goodfellas or was I? Am I imagining? No, that? you're thinking about someone else. Oh, um, no, probably him. Yeah, there's dude. a guy who looks. I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't know who he is though. What's his name? He used to play. <laughs> he died this year. He was in The Sopranos. He was in a lot of those movies. Uh, oh, for, Frank oh, Vincent. No, no, Frank for, Vincent, wasn't it? I think Frank Vincent was his name. That's who he looks like. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure this isn't like a Mandela effect kind of thing where he was in it and people say that he was in it, but he really wasn't? Like the Sinbad movie that Bullshit. really. Didn't I swear exist. to God, I saw an episode of The Sopranos the other day, and it's not Dennis Farina. <laughs> how about that? How or about that Sinbad genie movie? Um, What's Shazam? the name of that movie? Was no, it, it never existed. No, there's <laughs> no Sim, there's no Simba genie s- movie. It's with Shaq. Swear, it's with Shaq. It's Shaq. It's no, Shaq. No, there's a Simba. There's a Simba. It's because that, that's what people say. People say there is a Simba genie movie, and it really, honestly, does not exist. Well, maybe it's because Sinbad's an actual genie, and that's why people <laughs> assume that he was in a genie movie because he's an actual. Well, because he's visited so many of us. He's a true our, genie. He visited so many '90s children in. <laughs> Dreamlike form. He granted me plenty of wishes as a child. <laughs> this is all. This is all making sense. This all oh, tracks. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're an unsolved mysteries podcast. <laughs> um, this is a damn good one, and let's just fucking get right into it. I'm mm. glad. I'm glad I got to join in on this episode because I know some episodes are pretty stale. 
Oh yeah. yeah. And some, it, you know, it's Fair a stretch. Say. It's a stretch to make them seem interesting. So yeah. I want to thank you for having me. This on. is a goodie. This is a real good one. I had yeah. a lot of fun watching <laughs> this episode. We we did the whole Alcatraz There's special. A, yeah. And and that one was just us talking about the swimmers, uh, big old. Dick bulge the whole time because we were so out of our minds, insanely fucking bored with Alcatraz, and and we just started talking about this swimmer who swam from the dock of Alcatraz to the island. uh, I mean, to the to the mainland, San Francisco. Yeah, and you wonder what's sad about that. You'd think it'd be a more entertaining story. It was like, yeah, Alcatraz. It would have been more interesting if he would have died. But big big old big Dick Dave. He proved it once and for all. They could have gotten away, and I don't want to talk about it ever again. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. This is a really good one. It, yeah, it seemed it, it seemed more like satire, like almost like this is not like. This, are we watching the right thing here? Like, yeah, it seemed like one of those like things you would see like a spoof. It has a and it has a couple good twists. The the yeah. oh yeah, sorry, I don't a want to couple get ahead of myself. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. like one big. Muscular twist. <laughs> One big beefy twist. Beefy? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, first, first we're going to start with this, uh, yeah, about Mr. T.K. Hardy. You, uh, oh, you want to yeah. tell us about him? John Mahoney, man, or John Mooney. John, John, no, John Mahoney, I'm thinking about Frazier. I'm thinking about the dad from Frazier. <laughs> Frazier's always John- on the mind with this guy. I know. I, I got Fraser mind. I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I, I channel my inner Fraser when I, I'm in front of a microphone and I have headphones on. I feel like I'm, hello, I'm listening. <laughs> like you're a radio psychiatrist? Yeah, like I'm a radio psychiatrist who solves mysteries. Radio, radio psychiatry by day, mystery solver by night. Private detective. Uh, anyway, so John Mooney, he was uh, an Athens Georgian uh, restaurant. T- restaurateur? Restaurateur. Restaurateur. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a level three so, word. Yeah. Did I make that word up? Who owned a restaurant named Somebody's Pizza? Whose pizza? pizza? Somebody stole my pizza. Whose pizza? And somebody's pizza. Yeah. So, Come on uh, over. according. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> real close by, there was another business, and uh, apparently they were rivals. And uh, Mr. Ted, as they called him lovingly, TK, Mr. Hardy, he owned Nobody's Pizza. I'm just kidding. What it's was actually TK's called place? TK's oh, Hardy's. I feel like there's a big gap in there. What the fuck is TK's place? TK's place was. It's called TK's, TK's, TK's Hardy's yeah, Saloon. It was, saloon. Oh, it was a saloon. That's right. They did clearly owned, say that. He owned that building. Yeah. Well, he he didn't at first. He ended up buying eventually, it. But we're getting our head. Yeah. So, so, he ended so up buying it. It was like a I'm train station that they made into. Like yeah, they cool. remodeled a train it station. Neat. And dude, it sounds really cool. Actually, yeah. I would like to. Well, it's, it's not there anymore. I'm sure. In a later ep- in a, in a later episode, they talk about how it was haunted. But we'll get to that later. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> they really run out of ideas eventually, don't they? It's a Farina files. That's you know, a Farina one. <laughs> you know that you know that TK Hardy saloon. Well, it's haunted <laughs> with the ghost of TK Hardy. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> so, anyways, they yeah they remodeled this train station right, and both both uh, locations they catered to college folk. Um, Kind of those, those, it reminds me of those places that you would see like in porn films, like they shoot after hours. (laughs) Somebody's pizza. How about nobody's pizza? And then they bust out with like the big sausage. (laughs) You ordered a large sausage pizza. Dick in a pizza box. Dick in a pizza box. 
So it reminded me that, um, yeah, so uh, no, not that pizza place I go to. I eat on that table. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> no. So do you know what the, what was, what was John Mooney's uh, business all about? What did he do? Uh, he was the He's, pizza place. He, he was the pizza place. He owned so, the pizza place. Oh, okay, I'm confused. Okay, yeah, that's right. Focus, TK Corey, had the focus. saloon, and then yeah. John Mooney had the pizza place. And I John forgot. John Mooney was apparently a terrible business owner because oh, I don't he think he could pay terrible. his rent. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they they had anim- animosity towards each other. Now they don't go into how where it started really, but I imagine they they started out civil as you as people do. You know, when you meet people, you don't really write them off as a dick unless they are a dick right away but i like to believe that these two restaurant owners were at least had some kind of a civil relationship at first and then all of a sudden it turned sour it and reminds uh, me of bob's burgers like you know bob yeah. and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> jimmy the, the pesto bob's, the bob's burgers <laughs> dynamic between him and jimmy pesto that's funny but yeah, you know what's a, weird to me is that like they're like competing business uh owners and they're like trying to like outdo each other's business but it's like Man, in a small there's, college town, like there's plenty you, of sometimes business you for want everyone. fucking pizza and sometimes you yeah. want what? Pub food and beer? Like Burgers, it's different. Dogs, wings. Yeah. It's like there's room for both of those places. Like Exactly. It, I, it, college kids don't just want pizza all the time. Sometimes they want a burger or some other garbage food. According to Mr. Mooney, he didn't think so. Well, I mean, so anyways, there was some shady stuff too. Like, uh, what was his name? Mooney was uh, behind on rent, so he decided yeah. to fly her. Uh, oh yeah, that was a dick restaurant. Move. Like That's a that dick was move. that was a total dick move <laughs> to come around and put up your flyers at someone else's establishment. Like, well, hey, excuse me, I'm just gonna browse your he's patio. Putting them on people's fucking tables. Like, yeah, hi yeah. guys. Uh, oh hey, you guys enjoying your uh, chicken finger basket? Here's a come you have beer at my place when you're done. <laughs> Five <laughs> nickel beers. Oh, that's right. I got nickel beers. I'm there. I'm there. I want nickel, nickel beers. beers. <laughs> I want a nickel beer. So man, bad. man. <laughs> I'd be dead if nickel beers existed today. <laughs> I think that's why they do not. Nickel that's beers. Why they don't do I'd be drunk by 10 a.m. But they probably he probably watered down the tap, though, I'm sure. Like half water, half Bullshit. beer. Bullshit. That man was desperate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that business was probably hemorrhaging money. So Mooney was a crappy business guy, so he's like straight up. And they have the little reenactment like, this is private property. And he's like, come yeah. on, man. Good reenactment. Real come good Come on, I need customers. Grade A. Grade A acting. There's some good moments. So, uh, anyways, TK confronted him and he made him leave. And so back at, at, in 1977, the original lease on the train station expired. So Mr. TK took over the entire complex and he was like, I'm going to have that asshole evicted. He like and personally, so, I mean, well, according to the reenactment, fuck. he personally goes over there. Yeah. Like <laughs> right, right away, like gives him, he's like, you're out of here, this Mr. Right here. This is an eviction. And he gets him the fuck out of there. You know what that yep. means? Dude, you gotta yeah. get the fuck out. I feel so bad for the whole. Uh, 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 I mean, what's? <laughs> sorry, that, thought, <laughs> what, that bag of wine is just so loud. Like at first, I just heard the creakles of it. I'm sorry. And now I'm just and, and I just hear like. <laughs> you just put it away. We're, we're classy people over here at the stack pack. <laughs> we drink just only wine from a bag. <laughs> what's not that? I just don't want it to go to waste. What's worse than say? What's worse to say? Space bag saving. wine or box wine? Box wine. I don't know. Uh, they're both I think, pretty bad. I think bag. Well, the bag is inside the box. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, they're both bag wine. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. 
I don't know. The presentation so, of the box is. But nice just too. anything in a bag is gross. Like, why don't oh, you start buying your, your food in a bag? Cheese. Have you yeah. seen cheese, how they now chili, sell chili cheese, and chili bags? and cheese? Yeah, like Capri Sun bags. Why don't you get those? Dude, that's a good idea. Dan, that's a good idea. Wine from a Capri Sun pouch. Oh my gosh. Well, they have. They, they, they have, exist. Like they at Seven Elevens, they have like crappy cartons Where that have look you like been, children's Eli? drinks that are. It's full of wine. I mean, if you get a really good straw, this could be a Capri Sun bag. Just a really big Capri Sun We talked Sun about bag. this. We talked about this right now. Like, this could be a Capri Sun bag. Sorry. <laughs> you just put it. Like, I can imagine my wife putting that in her purse. <laughs> like, a straw just coming out of her purse. Yeah. yeah sipping it. You know, going, to, going to the mall. Going to the mall. Going to a ball game. Going to work. Date night. Reunion. <laughs> game night. Going out to the club. Her, her teeth. Her teeth are all red. And like, yep. Just like purple. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Where were we? Uh, we were uh, uh, Mr. TK. Uh, so TK just evicted, to, yeah, John Mooney. Yeah. So ten ten days later, Mr. TK Harding was shot dead at his desk in his home. Okay. So a few hours later, Mr. John Mooney was brought in for questioning, and they wanted to know, you know, what if he had any involvement in this whole thing, and he actually sold himself out because they hadn't announced that he was dead. And so he said, what, you know, do you know why you're here? And he said, well, I, I imagine it's because of the TK was shot. And so, yeah, up until then, they hadn't uh, released any of that information. So right away, he was uh, suspect number one. Yeah, he's, and, a, um, he's a big dum-dum, this guy. Yeah, real big dum-dum. So anyways, he lawyers Not up. as dumb and they, as the guy he got to do dude, it. Dude, this is a crazy, this, <laughs> speaking of twists, man, yeah, these are crazy twists. There's like two, yeah, there's like. Yeah, okay, well, we'll get there. So anyways, so he, they can't hold him, so he lawyers up. His lawyer tells him, you know, if you're not arrested, then just leave. So the the detective kind of threatens him, and he says, well, just so you know, you can leave, but, you know, you're, we're going to bring you back in because we know that you have some involvement in this. One month later, uh, after he was, after, you know, Mooney was released, they really didn't have anything to go on. So one month later, uh, another restaurant owner who was like a mutual friend of both, uh, Hardy and Mooney contacted the police with some crazy, crazy story of a man named Elmo. And Elmo, I know you're thinking, it's not, Elmo. it's man. not the Elmo from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you. The name of this man, Elmo, precedes him because he began to, <laughs> to go into detail about how he's the worst hitman for hire in the state of the U.S. Fucking pretty much, right? He's just <laughs> spilling his guts to this so bar me... manager after he's drunk as shit and he's at the bar and he's just like, I kill people on the side. No hey. need to call into New Jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can gotta, do it for you here, right here. And <laughs> you got a quality guy like me right here. I wrote down that quote. No need to call into New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> when you got a quality guy right here. I oh, mean, we, we, we make a call to Jersey. We call the wise guys to come over here and clean up our messes. <laughs> no, you don't need to do that. You just call the Atlantic electrician, electrician named Elmo. Elmo. Atlantic electrician Elmo. <laughs> That's the so worst anyways. toy version of Elmo. <laughs> Atlantic electrician Elmo. Oh, he's <laughs> also a hitman on the side. <laughs> that one didn't sell very well. <laughs> so, yeah, he basically sells himself out. This guy, this this restaurant owner calls the police and is like, listen, I got a story for Eva. I got a story for you. 
So the witness, uh, at first he thought he was joking, and um, basically the guy, Elmo, lays out how he broke into Mr. TK's home. And um, broke the window. One thing about his story, so he, he says he, he is, according to his story, he breaks through the window and he enters the home, and then he swept up the glass for some yeah, reason. Yeah, well, just to make it not look like an accident, put it in a pile, because yeah. he's not I a fucking that. monster. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to leave like, broken glass on well, the floor. I'm not going to leave broken glass on the floor. No, like, if you think about it, like, you don't want to alert the dude like you're about to surprise. Yeah, you yeah. walk in and you he, see a bunch of glass on the floor. You're like... And you see a broken window. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you don't want people to step in it barefooted because have you ever stepped on broken glass? You want to <laughs> yeah. die. Corey, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's worse than death. You Eli, you are, like, hands it's down like, I'm gonna the kill worst quick. detective ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, so he, he, he does that and then he proceeds to do his dishes, I guess. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Hmm, somebody did my dishes. He pressed his his Wranglers. He did his taxes for him. (laughs) Pressed his Wranglers? (laughs) I don't know why that one made me laugh. (laughs) It's 1989. He pressed his Wranglers. There wasn't much to do back then. No, in the reenactment, the guy definitely was wearing Wranglers when he pulled out that eviction notice. Did you see that? (laughs) Yeah, saw that. Evidence of the Wranglers. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't for, know, guys. I don't know why he picked up the glass, but I definitely know he was wearing Wranglers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, well anyways, fitting. Um, I, one thing also about his story that I didn't understand that I watched this story multiple times and I'm like, what in the hell are they talking about? He he t- he says the phone rang twice, which who the hell cares? Like the phone rang twice. Like, it's and to that's- let him know. It's to tip him up. Like, hey, dude, get ready. Homeboy's about to get to the house. Get ready to. But the thing about no one ever says who called him. He says, I waited for the two phone calls, and then like that was. It's a like a signal. He had an accomplice. Yeah. Who could it have been? John Maybe. fucking Mooney. <gasps> J- John Mooney calling him, ring yeah. twice, hang oh, up. We figured it out. Yeah, because uh, Eli sent me a text like, about that, and I told him, like, I was like, what? yeah, I didn't understand that either. And you use like a, and you use like a code. Like, you're not going to, it's like, oh, I'm just going to ring you, because like, what if you get a telemarketer, or, you know, like, true, true. Aunt Sally decide to call okay. him, and I'll buy that. Hiding, hiding behind a couch for four hours, because, I'll you know, <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah, I'll buy that. <laughs> But you just... he's, like, he's hiding in the couch like Danny DeVito. <laughs> There's definitely somebody in that couch. Um, so anyways. Uh, God, yeah, you're he, a bad he, detective. He lays out the story. Okay, I didn't understand. Dan, right. I'll buy that. No, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, no. no. I, I, didn't get, I didn't understand that at all either because he didn't say that he I'm was. Glad, I'm glad we were all confused. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So anyways, Mr. Elmo describes in detail about how he entered the home and how he basically murdered Mr. Hardy and shot once in the head and that was it. And uh he went he also knew where the bullet entered and where it exited his head and after hearing all this information basically the witness was like okay I know this dude's telling the truth so he had to call the police. So um yeah, so they basically tried to they bring him in and they arrest him in his home and then they find that Mooney has since skipped the country. He's no he's nowhere to be found. And um, you guys think this story's over, but it is definitely oh, yeah. not over. It gets a lot better. It's like, it's like, all right, he's missing now. Let's move the fuck on. Nope. Yeah, no. He's he's very much missing. But then a few, uh, I'm not sure the time frame. He get They get a tip, though, that from somebody that he's back in town. They, he was basically staying at a friend's apartment complex. And as soon as he got arrested in the parking lot, which the reenactment was hilarious. They're all throwing beer bottles and the cops show up. And um, rough I don't guys, know the, I don't know not the living the good life. Not living, the, definitely not living the good yeah, life. Yeah, not living the good life. I, I, I think I, um, I noticed that uh, 
I don't know it verbatim, but the cop um, who was playing himself was like, I don't like how you're all in there over here. I don't like that much. Or, he said, yeah, he's like, hey, listen, I don't appreciate the way you're all littering over here. <laughs> or something like that. He tells him some bullshit. Pretty, it was like, why don't you come stand over here? It was like the way he said it was like, yeah, just like that. Like so unthreatening. <laughs> like the nicest way of saying like. Oh, he's like, I don't appreciate you guys. Yeah, just like that. I don't appreciate you guys throwing the beer cans. Why don't you come, over here? Why don't you come stand over here? And then he immediately handcuffs him and yeah. they arrest him. And, and then there was a cutaway to an Indian on the side of the highway crying. <laughs> Indian in the back. In, in the One se- single tear. In the second floor apartment, just like looking out the window with the tear. <laughs> anyways they arrest this son of a bitch and um when the authorities go through his belongings he also proves to be the worst criminal ever because he's got all these incriminating notes all this murder stuff not just not just like notes handwritten notes to himself yeah and in these notes he basically says see elmo (laughs) see elmo (laughs) hey mooney don't forget to see elmo about that murder on saturday get him to take the rap and then he was gonna he said he was gonna take care of his family i'm gonna set up his wife and kids (laughs) like take care of them or like take care oh (laughs) oh you never know you never know I thought, like, man, he's probably just going to, like, set the kids up and the wife up for life. <laughs> oh, yeah, the little <laughs> girl's going to go to college. Funnel their money. Put the kids through college. But no. he, he's a, he was probably going to off him. He's going to get he's his hands terrible, dirty. He's, he's going to call a, terrible, a guy from New Jersey. He's going to call Elmo. He doesn't need to call the guy. He'll have oh, Elmo off his family. No, because oh, now Elmo. he needs to call. Now he needs to call the guy from New Jersey. Be Elmo, Elmo's now not going to kill his family. Guy but Delmo's probably, uh, Delmo, Elmo's probably dumb Delmo. enough to do it. <laughs> so... Anyways, uh, Mr. Elmo's, Mr. his last name is Florence, by the way. So his, his trial lasted only a week, and he was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison at a maximum security prison in Georgia. Mooney, however, was convicted and sentenced to life in prison at maximum security. But three months later, he was moved to a minimum security prison where the little weasel. Little greasy, little, greasy motherfucker. Little greasy little sneak. All right, time out. After sneak, six time months. Out. You, don't, you have to. They threw him away. <laughs> That's how the fuck he got out. That's how they snuck him out of jail. Okay, shut They literally Corey, threw on. him hold away. Hold on, Corey. Hold on. Listen. The, the audience doesn't know that this the story, they think it's over. It's bowed. It's bowed. It's done. He's in prison, right? Wrong. Fuck no. He they is not. This story is not over once again. So after six months of observation... He weaseled his way up and basically got access to a lot of things that other prisoners aren't privy to, basically. Knives, um, guns. So on March 16th, 1980, after serving 19 months in a sentence, he had his his prison mates throw him away. (laughs) Yeah, They just threw him in the garbage. See you later. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I'm going to listen what do you mean they threw him away? They literally threw him in a trash can, and the security guard watched them as they carried him outside in this said trash can, and then left there. The guard locks the gate. They put him on the fucking curb. <laughs> they put him on the they curb. take the can out to the curb, and he and he waits there presumably for a little bit. So so wait, but before that, before they throw him away. He's he is pretty well trusted, but he worked in the kitchen, right? Dude, they put him right. in the kitchen. He had he was like kitchen manager. He had all these responsibilities. Oh yeah, there was what that guy he, talking about how. Uh, what I, what I want to know, or how you know, he no. also did okay. taxes Tasting for the, the soup. Uh, for the security guards and the warden. 
What is this Shawshank Redemption? It's <laughs> just side job. Is he and is he Andy Dufresne? Is he was he cleaning. He was cleaning cells. He accidentally. Um, um, hey, you got a hustle, man. Some cop you killed a mouse hustle. and he brought him back to life. Oh wait, sorry, it's different. <laughs> if you want to have, if you want, if you want people to the help Greek you muscle? escape. If yeah, you want, if you want to, to help escape you, prison, yeah. you you know you gotta you gotta be Tom Hanks you gotta him. be in tight with people. So that way Anyways, they'll help you throw. What I want to know is how he convinced. Throw. So no, he didn't do anybody's taxes. <laughs> no, he just, I, he just worked in the kitchen. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what I want to know is what did away. he give? What did he give these two lackeys? These two prisoner lackeys? He's like, well, you're gonna carry, carry me out, and I'm gonna get out of prison. Well, what do we get? Well, you get to stay well, here. Well, <laughs> like, they got a private <laughs> hand or a private stall handy. Well, maybe one of the one of the jail uh, persons, one of the jail workers says that um, like he was so nice to everybody. And and he was like, well, he's like, yeah, we were being conned the whole time. So I think he was yeah. kind of I fuck th- that. No way. If I, was I think in jail, he knew how to manipulate these these uh, people. If I was in jail and someone was like, help me escape, I'd be like, all right, take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Or I'm fucking telling right now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling. So obviously, there was something that was worked out. And this is a guy that wrote a note to himself to say, like, hey, see Hitman about Hit Job. (laughs) Absolutely. This is the same. See Murder Guy about murder. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck does that happen? So. (laughs) Dan, how the fuck does that I don't know. We don't know how this happens. An idiot criminal gets locked up for a note that says, basically, see murderer about murderer. See alleged murderer about the murder. Alleged, yeah. And alleged he gets murderer. thrown away. And sent him to a proven guilty. <laughs> and gets out. Like, what? <laughs> that, that, we're, I'm scratching my head as we speak. I'm like, how? How does this happen? So anyways, the dude discards his, his prison wardrobe as he's running away. As he's and running away. Nice detail. They didn't notice he was gone for two hours. <laughs> he was Minimum missing. security. They dude. were all busy reading the Green Mile. <laughs> two hours. So, <laughs> hey, you know, dinner's he, a little he, late today. He had an accomplice. <laughs> Where the fuck is my dinner? Yeah. We don't know, sir. The, we don't know. So anyways, uh, apparently he had an accomplice and the person drove him out. And uh, he hadn't been seen for over nine years. And so the case first aired on Unsolved Mysteries in April uh, 5th, 1989, to be specific. And the case, um, basically, after the the run, a few minutes later, two viewers in Scottsdale, Arizona, contacted authorities. And they stated, hey, this this greasy mofo who escaped prison is living here under the alias of John uh, Robert J. Kelly. I'm sorry. It's, and, uh, it's always Arizona that people flee to, it's right? Because it's fucking hell on earth. Like you would never think, like, oh, he ran away to Arizona. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, but they do. Arizona, yeah. I mean, New Mexico. I'm starting to think. Uh, I'm starting to think Arizona is just filled with nothing but cons. <laughs> Maybe. Running away felons. to the hellish desert. Like that seems like everyone feels like that's the safest thing to do. Well, know, here's but, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're so, fine. This is this is perfect. Banter. Here's the thing. So, anyways, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the thing is this. So on August eighth, uh, three days, thing. three days later, um, Mr. Mooney was arrested at his home, and it turns out he's been living there since 1982, and he was enrolled actually at the Arizona State 
university. Is that the Wildcats? Is that the A's? Yeah, Wildcat. He was a Wildcat. So, so he what had team? been working. Um, at, he'd worked several accounting jobs in the past, so he was doing accounting, actually. Okay. Yeah, but not at the jail. Well, we don't have any evidence. I don't know. And uh, so he had been married for the past yeah. six years, and he had a one-year-old child. But since then, um, they returned him to his prison in Georgia, and he is serving his serving out his life sentence. And fun fact, uh, Elmo was released on parole in 2007 at the ripe old age of 76. Whoa. <laughs> um, did he keep his electrician's license? Straight back to the uh, bar, straight back to being a gun for murder for hire. So, so, yeah. so what was the first one? Atlantic electrician Elmo. <laughs> and yeah. now we have ex-con convicted murderer <laughs> Private Elmo. citizen. <laughs> private citizen <laughs> private citizen Elmo which one would be more popular amongst the kids of 2017 for this holiday season what job title do you use at career day yeah I don't know <laughs> XCon <laughs> oh man yeah I don't know so that my friends is the story of Mr. TK Hardy <laughs> and John Mooney yeah John, John Mooney you know the one thing that threw me off, and we'll get to this in a second with the next case. <clears throat> they portray John Mooney in the reenactment as uh, this real fucking slime ball, right? This like yeah. this little snake. But when you the see weasel? him, when you see an actual picture of him, and when you see him, you're just like, that guy. That guy did all that <laughs> stuff. Like that guy had somebody kill that somebody. Greasy motherfucker. Yeah. That's him. That fucking accountant, because he looks like an accountant. Yeah. That pleated. Pants wearing <laughs> pants, motherfucker. <laughs> fucking goof. He's that's John Mooney. That's really yeah. funny. You're fucking kidding. Sometimes me. it's opposite. Like sometimes the the person playing him is like very handsome, and then like it's just like a real scum, slimy fuck. That he, yeah. <laughs> the actual picture. So we can agree. Uh, you know the casting of these bad actors, even looks wise, <laughs> something to be leaving something to be desired. Most definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man i don't know this this case had me i was like what like it's not over and then it's yeah like i was like he escaped act. from prison no way he escaped from prison what a simple what a simply executed plan <laughs> i know totally get away with it. you could get away without without even telling anybody just like Shit. i'm just gonna lay in this bottom of this trash can and put a bag over me <laughs> and just like put it right next to the door so someone's just like oh shit i gotta move this out Hey, Bob, help me. I'm going to throw him away. <laughs> He's going to throw this trash out. Shit, this trash is heavy. You know what? Shit, the Fuck it. I'm just going to hide in the trash can. Right? <laughs> Maybe he didn't have any accomplices. <laughs> except for the person that picked him up, you know? <laughs> Not even that. This trash is heavy as shit. He's like... He's like, what do you mean? It was so easy. I've been hiding in the trash can you know every how, day. You know how I would have done it? You know how I would have done it? You know how I would have done it? I would have been like... I would have been like... Oh, I would have just like casually said to somebody like, oh, we had to throw away like 215 pounds of like spoiled beef (laughs) and it's in that trash can over there. So when you get a chance, get like two or three guys and throw it out quick because it's going to start to smell bad. It's heavy. And then as soon as as soon as they turn around, I would have been like, go find two guys to help you now. And he would have taken off, and I would have run and jumped in the fucking trash can (laughs) and thrown some trash on me. 
And then they'd be uh, like, yeah, man, fucking uh, Mr. J said that no. they threw away a whole bunch of beef today in that trash can and it was going to start to stink. So we had to get rid of it before. Honestly, I was not expecting that in the reenactment either. They, when they, they said they just, I was like, why are these guards? Why are they showing these guards a, throwing trash duty? When and a guy like, crawls out. Surprise, motherfuckers. I'm in here. I'm John Mooney, bitches. <laughs> he runs out. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, did, I didn't get it. The streets are safer without John Mooney. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. When the guy literally pops out of the trash can, it's pretty. It's pretty magical. <laughs> Rest in peace, TK. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace, TK. Rest in peace, TK. Go with God in that. <laughs> go go with God in all that. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So the next one is. Oh, this is a doozy, guys. This is another one where just like. Weird shit just keeps getting stacked up. Okay, this is uh, a fraud case, like I said. And we're going to be talking about the Dale. The Dale? Mm. What's the Dale, Dave? What's the Dale? Do tell, Dave. (laughs) The Dale um, is a car that has three wheels. And it's supposed to go to... It's supposed to um, get 70 miles to the gallon. And it's supposed to be less than $2,000. 1995 to be exact. And it's supposed to be made of an aerospace plastic that could withstand a collision um, with a brick wall up to 50 miles per hour. It's supposed to be impossible to tip over, which I think is one of the weirdest things that makes no sense. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, those are the basic bones of, like... What, At this three car, wheels. If you if you notice, I feel like I I got spoiler all over this because you, you know <laughs> do you notice how many times I said it's supposed to be? It's supposed, it's supposed to, be. to be this. It's supposed to be that. What do you but, mean supposed to be? I feel be, like David? Dan could give us like a more like written like um, explanation of what it is. Tell us about the car, Dan. <laughs> well. <laughs> you got to do it in your Price's Right voice. Sell us, uh, sell uh, us on the car. Check. Sell me a Dale. Sell me a Dale. Sell me a Dale, Dan. <laughs> Let's make a Dale. You want me to make a Dale? <laughs> Let's make a Dale. And that's what Liz Carmichael told a bunch of people that were like, okay, and really excited because they thought that they thought that she knew what she was talking about. And guess what? She fucking didn't <laughs> at well. all. <laughs> The 20th Century Motor Car Corp. introduces a maximum efficiency car, the incredible 70-mile-per-gallon Dale. Most exciting new car of the century for less than $2,000. Ooh. So, I want to bid, bid uh, $1,500, Bob. <laughs> so, so apparently in the 70s... Uh, 1995. Um, there was like a real crazy gas <laughs> influx. <laughs> Sorry. So this is exactly what the consumer of that era would have been looking for. And this is mid-70s, when the Dale was, like, in development, right? Uh, yeah, well, well like 77. 70. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, what, what's that, Eli, asking about the tri-wheel idea design? Yeah. Did you it's a joyride. that in later. <laughs> <laughs> you have a surprise coming to you, Eli. The tri-wheel Dale is about to revolutionize the, tr- the automotive industry. <laughs> Shut up. Get out. Out. Yeah. Elaine push. <laughs> Insert Elaine push. It's the Get way more audio- automobiles will be designed from this day forward. Two oh, wheels up man. front and a wheel in the rear produces an amazing solid and stable smooth ride. Nope. 
faster, safer to handle than four-wheel vehicles. Better traction on ice, snow, wet surfaces. You won't spin out even in the sharpest curves. That makes no sense. Wow. <laughs> the center of gravity always remains inside the triangle configuration of the three-wheel design of the vehicle. That flipping it is almost impossible. Even at a 50 mile per hour, 45 degree turn. It's basically pre-flipped. Every time you make a turn, it flips. Have I sold you on this dream car today? Can I Can I get you to sign up and give me 1995 USD? Oh, no. Right, give me I a don't break, know. Maybe. I, there's, there's two things that I want to know. So what you're saying is it's basically <clears throat> a, a tricycle that runs on an, on an engine. And also, does it have a place to put my penis so that I can pee while I'm driving so I don't have to stop? <laughs> What is that? What <laughs> How is it driven? What you is that from? What is that from? It's uh, from that movie Deuce- with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it Kirby Enthusiasm? Yeah. No. 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 It's not. It's it's with it's with uh, it's a movie with what's his name in it? Larry David. Uh, yeah, with Larry David. Oh. And, uh, oh, the fucking. And Don Draper is the the is HBO the... movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, clear. Something clear. Is it the one where he had like the long hair? Clear. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. It? Something clear. <laughs> That's a funny movie. It really clear history. Clear, it's history. clear history. Yeah, we did it. We figured now, out. So now that you told us all about the Dale, tell me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know? Well, it, it's interesting. So, like, this car's idea was we're going to make a three wheel vehicle to make it energy efficient or fuel efficient. And the concept behind it is like preposterous. So they get rid of the fourth wheel by doing that. They alleviate three hundred pounds of weight by making three hundred pounds. You say? It's like getting a divorce. <laughs> Whoa, three hundred pounds. You say? What and does that have saving three hundred dollars on the production costs by removing wow. a wheel. Now to make it more fuel efficient, they're like, well, you know, we got to put a small ass motor in it. So they go with an eighty cc BMW motorcycle engine. Wow. That, all is that ran on a motorcycle yeah. engine? Well, okay, so getting into the Dale, let's talk. We have to talk about the woman in charge. The quote, a big woman. Oh, she a was A massive big. woman. Six five. Wanted to wear a man's pants. Strong <laughs> and determined. Like she wanted to wear a man's pants. She wanted to some, be a man. Some, some, is what it is what this person said. I'm not gonna bury the lead, but I mean I think you might know on. where we're going. This is a big lady. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, she started this company, but um, and she, she had man you know, hands, Jerry. <laughs> There's lots of Seinfeld so, in here. She got so. she got uh, 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 a lot of press for the Dale because it was such a cool. It looks fucking cool. Like Google it. It looks fucking cool. No yeah, doubt about it. So she got uh, a lot of press because um, she got about three million dollars in pre-sales. Like people had already paid for this thing. Investors, backers, nineteen ninety-five, right? Yeah. So um, basically, the, all the people that dropped, uh, you know, two thousand dollars to put a deposit on the Tesla three, except for you know that actual that, that actually came to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you say that word, fruition? I think. Yeah. I thought good. it was always fruition. <laughs> Fruitition? No, no, that's a person who tends to fruits. Mm. <laughs> oh, my mistake. A doctor of fruits. I, 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 doctor I'm of just fruits. going to see my fruitition today. Hold on a second, guys. I think we're we're, we're getting away from the meat and potatoes 
of this case. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. So, so we talked an awful lot about this vehicle. Let's talk about the um, woman behind the vehicle. Okay. So, so, so yeah, what, what makes the Dale <laughs> right. so, so so Dale, the large woman no, behind the Dale? Yeah. So so Elizabeth. <laughs> so I'm glad you asked that question or demanded me to tell you. Elizabeth Carmichael, um, in the year 1973, was just a normal housewife living in Los Angeles, and she had five kids. Okay. She claimed she was uh, she had a mechanical engineering degree, and in 1974 is when they first formed 20th Century Motors and started developing this crazy product. So <laughs> May 29th of 1975... About a year or so after she formed 20th Century Motors is when she is indicted for grand theft and fraud. Um, basically, she lied about a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> she said she was uh, renting three large aircraft hangars to start production. Um, and authorities began to ask her questions uh, you know, about all the shit she was claiming. And basically, they started looking into her for illegally selling the dealer franchise for the car. And illegally they... selling cars that don't technically exist. Yet. And, and also, they didn't have uh, like proper permits to even be making vehicles in the state of California. They had nothing. Yeah. It sounds and... like a Ponzi scheme. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's funny you say that, Eli. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. guess what? Totes. I mean. No. Uh, basically, they went. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, the guy goes. It's to... got a happy ending. The guy. <laughs> oh, wow. The what guy kind goes. Of happy uh... The good kind or the really good kind? Yeah. <laughs> apparently all these people that were working for her really believed in this car and they didn't know that this was like a joke at all or this was like a, a scheme at all um no bullshit because you could even see it like yeah. when they're when they're interviewing them they were they were like we'll go to work for her right now yeah, yeah. they said they'd if go back to... it's crazy so um one of these investigators oh, went to dweebs. i know right <laughs> <laughs> one of their investigators went to their r&d their research and development uh lab and saw people that seemed to be like you know working on stuff but he couldn't find any like evidence of a vehicle being like manufactured or made or figured out and of course these uh he visited these hangars they were totally empty they he had rented them for a while just to like make it seem like she. Keep up whoa! Appearances. Spoiler alert! Did you? Whoa! Whoa! Cut that <laughs> out! She, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> she she had, apparently she had Talk rented the these hangers slip. for a couple of months just to like maintain the uh, the illusion that they were uh, making these cars in these aircraft hangers. <laughs> so after that, they moved. Uh, she, she was like, okay. They're looking at me. This isn't cool. She moved to Dallas yeah. and tried to like Over continue. Here. Watch out, Eli. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try to find her old home. <laughs> Do it. Do it, you creep. Do it, you fucking... Do it, you creep. <laughs> well, apparently, if she'd lived there, it was for about two weeks. She moved to Dallas, tried to take the company there. Two weeks later, she's charged officially with grand theft. Um, Auto. And, uh, um, and apparently, these investigators saw like a really shitty mock-up of the Dale. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, I don't remember a lot of the specifics, oh, but like it was great. It was it was really it was an awesome solid car. I mean, the design was phenomenal. Off the, top um, of my head. the back wheel was held in with uh, two by fours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the accelerator was just you know tossed on the floor because I mean you know and throw uh, it out and start over. It was their mantra. I, I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I remember something about door hinges, like oh, actual yeah, door yeah, hinges we just that used you would to... probably get from like a hardware store. Yeah, no need to go. You know, you know when your door breaks, you have to order parts. It's too expensive. Just go down to the Home Depot or the Ace Hardware and get yourself, you know, a 
fifty pound door hinge. And then also the safety glass like bent oh, like and a our toy windows? plastic. Our it was an actual plastic, safety glass. So you know <laughs> there was no cigarette lighter. Hold on. I just read I just read a crazy fun fact. It's funny that we were talking about the prices right earlier. And by the way, I noticed I did the theme song to actually um Family Feud. Great, we're gonna get a suit right. now. Thanks. No, Dude, it's did you fun. know that she she was afraid of publicity? They didn't talk about this in the segment, but she was afraid of publicity and promoted it at, with such enthusiasm. Oh no, no, this is a different car. So it was she a different car that she ended up trying to do was the the Revit, I guess like a play on Corvette. That Revit and um, <laughs> she Revit Revit. Revit. It's like a Revit. Revit. Like Revit. <laughs> Instead of the Dale, so, she did the Denise. So she ended up, met, she showcased it on the <laughs> showdown, the, the Denise. Oh Bad my joke. Bad <laughs> joke. Terrible joke. That Shame. was not good. Shame. Shame on this house. Anyways, all I was going to say was that she promoted one of her vehicles on the prices right in the early 1975. That's all. Did that's, she really? That's awesome. Holy shit. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was fun. That's crazy. So anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we were just talking about the how, how these people saw a really hilariously bad mock-up of the Dale. <clears throat> and I believe this was after she was actually charged with grand theft. Oh, 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 oh. Actually, okay, I take that back. The Dale, when she moved to Dallas, this is another thing they didn't tell. When she moved to Dallas, she reestablished the company and renamed the Dale the Revit. So that's, she wanted to do that to throw anybody off the trail. What a dipshit, man. Whoa. Yeah. How the fuck do you don't do that? So, no, the the investigators see the shitty mock-up of the car and like, all right, this is obviously a fucking sham. They issue the arrest warrant. They arrest her. She is extradited to California, goes in front of a judge, makes bail by a uh, TV network offering to buy her rights. So they pay yeah. for her bail. And, and this, t- this TV movie never, unfortunately, never got made, as far as we oh, can tell. Oh, man. So she no, gets gonna, she, no, they don't. Lifetime. They don't oh, say. Oh, that would be gorgeous. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised or if maybe this maybe the movie, USA Network or Spike. Yeah. Uh, I don't, maybe, maybe Spike. Spike? <laughs> you know, <laughs> TV for guys. <laughs> TV for dudes. So, so this TV network, like, bails her out of jail, and then she disappears with her five kids. And yeah. that's the craziest thing. That's what I wanted to bring up, guys. Think about this. Where did she get five kids? Dude. Fucking okay. Exactly. Hold on. Hold okay, on. But wait, no, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But she had five children, and she they all disappeared with her. We'll explain no. how she had five children. Well, you didn't. Up, you didn't up, even tell the, the most important. You yeah. You didn't. You guys forgot to tell the most important part of the story was that. She was not a woman at all. They, they they catch up to her in Dallas. They catch up to her in Dallas. Cops go to her house, middle of the night, and it's really weird because they just walk into her fucking house. And guess what? They're snooping hey, around. You having dinner? And she's gone. She's out of there with the, dude. Her and the fucking kids are out, man. That's how it is in Dallas. So, so you could just walk into anybody's house. Are you just serious? Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not like that at all. And it's the two cops, really look, um, they turned and looked at each other, and they said. She's a man, baby. So, yeah, they fucking find her falsies or his falsies. They find a wig. They find makeup. Oh, yeah, like a corset with the with, with the, buns with buns. It's a, bun. a corset. With oh, buns. yeah, like a little a little lady butt thing. Uh, panties with buns. Yo, check it. So, yeah. So, so the cops go to the house. She splits. And then there are the cops handling all the evidence, looking at her wig and all this shit. And then they're like oh. grabbing. 
And then it's the big reveal in the episode. It's the twist. Yeah. The twist. Tell us about Liz. Jerry Dean Michael was Wait, what? Elizabeth's real name. Not Elizabeth Carmichael, as aforementioned. That means mentioned before, right? Prior. So she um, yes. was a so Jerry. So Jerry Michael um, had a, uh, a he had a criminal record. In 1961, he was arrested for counterfeiting, and in 1962, he jumped bail. So this Jerry Dean had a definite, uh, you know, prior past past in doing things like you know lying to people for financial gain. <clears throat> so. On uh, April 12th of 1975, she was officially arrested. And she arrived um, to all of these hearings, full dressed up in miniskirts. And I feel like it's a really old fat, like the way the, <clears throat> tell me if you guys agree with this. It's really old fashioned the way the guy, the way the guy talks about like how surprised that this, like that this person who chooses to live like a woman is like come and dress like a woman like every day. Right. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, right. that's, that's, that's a, I thought that was weird. It's like, yeah, yeah I mean. It definitely was a marker. It was a marker of the times for sure. And then, and then another thing that this is kind of jumping ahead, but it, it works anyway, that they're like, um, when she, he's wanted, she's wanted, uh, she's, they're like, when if I was, wanted. if I was him, <laughs> if I was him, I'd be dressed like a man. Cause we all have pictures of, of her dressed like a woman. Right. Like, like, that's oh, not really how that works though. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, it's here's little, the thing though, because early on, I mean, it's 1989. It's a little old fashioned. Early on, when you start watching this this part, this case, you kind of see the reenactments, and you kind of realize there's a guy playing. Wait a second, no. you realize right off the bat that something's up. But here's is the this thing: so this, this this starts <laughs> off, and they're talking about Liz Carmichael, and these guys are talking about. You said it earlier. What if that she was. Uh, she was big and bold, and yeah. she was. She wanted to be a fucking. She, she one guy, wanted the man's what was pants. It? She wanted to wear the man's pants. One guy even fucking says, "Oh, she wanted to be a woman." Oh and yeah, so no, they yeah. cut a big woman, a massive woman, very a very command presence, um, impossible to tip over. Wait, no, that's the car. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible to tip over. <laughs> That's the car. Wow. That's the car. That's the car. So check it out. So like they're they're saying all this stuff and like oh what a uh, this big masculine woman and they're fucking praising her. They're fucking. She praising wanted her. to wear a man's pants. Yeah, and then and then they cuts to a reenactment and the first thing you see in the reenactment is no obviously yeah. a man. I, I a dressed wig. as and a in woman. In my fucking mind, I'm thinking like holy shit, they respected this woman so much that they made her. <laughs> A man in reenactment. <laughs> that was one of my first thoughts. Thing. I was like, holy shit. I was they like, that's so I, crazy. I thought the same thing. And I, so, said, I, I paused it and I said, wait. Why wait. was it still a, re- a big reveal when they sh- <laughs> Because it was. Because you know what? Like, you see the pictures of her. We saw it. it was, and I'll be honest. We saw it and I was like, oh, man, look at the chest on that woman. Like, <laughs> she was just a big woman and she was put together was, really well. Yeah. But something was up. Why was she a man in the reenactment? Well, yeah. I gotta say, unsolved mysteries—they taste. This was tastefully done. Like, I mean, for 1989, <laughs> it, I, 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 I could have gone it. so many ways. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I do agree with you for 1989 for sure. And um, also, I mean, uh, you know, with the cops saying that's just the cops, but yeah, like they handled it very. I guess subtle, subtly is not a right word because what Corey just said is exactly what I thought. So dude, I guess like, like most respectfully, like put, dude, because I thought the exact same thing, and they were like. 
you were thinking, wow, they respected this woman so much that, that they, made they got a band to play like, this commanding role. Like that, so we just get a man. What is it, Shakespeare? Play. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. And so, but after after a while, I was like, oh, like, oh okay, like I got it. I kind of caught on to it. Like so, I realized what was going on. So she. Uh, oh, I know where we're going with this. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a second. She arrives to all of her uh, uh, court hearings dressed uh, to the gills, dressed really nice. Short um, miniskirts. Short miniskirts that surprise the old man, whatever. Great. Low-hanging bag. Um, uh, <laughs> great at tucking. Yeah, I was going to say, great tuck job. We don't know the status of that, I, I want to say. They don't go into the specifics like tuck that. And I don't think it, it doesn't really matter. Let's just say this. <laughs> Florida, humidity, and a miniskirt? Dude, girl, girl, <laughs> lots of talcum powder. You're taking so, a risk, bro. So another interesting thing is is that she maintained like confidence in her product. Like during the hearing, she was like, "Oh yeah." If just- I wasn't busy with this lawsuit right now, we would be producing cars and they would be rolling off the production line. Yeah, right give now. me six months. But because like, of your bullshit yeah. right now that I'm having to deal with. She was trying to fucking twist it on. We don't have a car, guys. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Catch um, me outside. Uh, Catch me outside. <laughs> So, um, it took a while, but uh, January 24th of 1977, she's convicted for conspiracy, grand theft, and fraud. Um, and this is and and this is when she got out with the TV station. Oh, this is, so I got ahead. Uh, it was like a $50,000 bill. Pretty crazy. Jesus. So, um, she appealed that for four years. And then in the 80s, um, in 1980, she didn't show up for sentencing. And then she took off with her kids again. And this is when she changes her name for, like, the third time. And yeah, you got to think about these kids, time. man. Like, like not where did she get, where did she find these Well, children? yeah, not just that, but it's just like, oh, yeah. They leave a lot fucking to be. Our mom, have, who, who presumably used to be our dad, keeps changing his name, keeps changing her name. And we keep moving <laughs> to all these places. And we have to change our names. It's like, it's what just, about the fucking kids? Yeah, I want to know the children. There were five kids. I bet you if you look into Reddit, where was like, their real their mother? Kids are on Reddit. Where was their oh, real I'm mother? Sure. Well, didn't they mention something about how she used to have a husband? Her she story, was a housewife? no mention of it. Yeah, there is a mention that her husband was a uh, NASA engineer, and that how he did they get these away. kids? Uh, they don't mention that. <laughs> how the fuck did they get these kids? I'm just saying. And how did these kids Adoption? manage to keep their mouths shut? Where are they now? I want to know, but anyways, yeah. So um, if you're listening and you and you're Liz Carmichael's kids, reach out. To if us you're listening, I don't feel like we're being sensitive enough about her uh, their mother's case. I don't. I think they probably hate us. Her mother's a fucking fraud from head to toe, front to back, inside and out. Fuck her, him. What? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Sex, a- sexual preference has nothing to do with being a scumbag, fraudulent per- piece of shit. I will say that. 2017. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, gay, transsexual, um what's it? Pansexual, asexual. If you use a dick, use a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a turd, you're a turd. You said I feel like we're not being sensitive to their mother's case. Yeah. Uh, give me a fucking like, break. Hey, hey, let let us know. <laughs> Let us know if you're out there. If you want to talk to us, I, I just don't think that that's uh, yeah. So, anyways, within <laughs> nano nanite seconds of the broadcast, uh, a citizen in Scottsdale calls up and says, "No, no, not Scottsdale. That was the last case. <laughs> that was the last case. <laughs> Flagstaff, Arizona. <laughs> Sorry, it was Dimpy. 
Um, <laughs> El Paso, Texas. So, yeah, so somebody called and said that uh, somebody from Dale, Texas said that um, Catherine Johnson was a flower vendor and that that was definitely the mysterious Jerry. Geraldine Garcia. <laughs> Jerry Dean Michael or Elizabeth Carmichael. And um, so eight years after she jumps bail, she gets sent back to California and gets sentenced for the same shit. And they give her the same charge, which is one to ten years, depending on how good she is. And two and a half years later, they let her out and she's living as a private citizen in an undisclosed location. The only Dale that was ever made, I guess, shittily made, can be found at the Peterson Car Museum in Los Angeles. And it's a cool looking thing, man. It looks cool. It does. It really looks cool. Too bad it's a whack piece of uh, cool looking garbage. Well, they have cars that. Oh, they have vehicles that are similar to that, like on the road now. They're not cars. They're like they're called the Datsun. Or tricycles. No, no. They're like trikes, adult trikes. I don't know. What adult called. trikes. I don't remember what they're called um, off the top of my head. But yeah, I've seen those. So you have to straddle them. So Elizabeth Carmichael, or whatever she'd like to be called, I guess we don't really know. She, like they said, like I said, uh, private citizen, undisclosed location. We do know that she did die in 2004 of cancer, um, and that's the ending of that crazy story. Nope, it's not. A few things. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, though. Okay, what, seriously, one tough. thing that I have, I, I have, I have, like, okay. The Again, the casting in this, <laughs> the reenactments, <laughs> they throw you off. They really fuck you up, man. <laughs> this one, like, in the reenactment, the, the, they got one actor to play both parts of Liz and Jerry. And the fucking actor they got looks like Dan fucking Marino. He looks like Dan Marino, right? <laughs> he looks like an like 80s quarterback. He looks like a fucking football Is that, player. Dan Marino's a quarterback, right? He played for the Dolphins. Okay. No. I, I, and I think about fucking, Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Ace Ventura also, yeah. Transsexual. <laughs> but the actor they got, he looks like Dan Marino. And then in real life... Uh, Liz looks like a woman in real life. The, the, she looked like a woman. That's why it was so easy to pass off. Yeah. And as a man... It was a, it was a, a skinny kind of like feminine... Feminine enough Because she, she had already, face. Taken, she already stayed, started taking what was it? Her hormones? Yeah, yeah. It was? Okay, yeah, so, absolutely. You could so, tell. So real life Liz looked like a woman. Yeah. And fucking real life man, uh, Jerry, looked like fucking Sting from the police. Like... <laughs> There was like no attempt to make it like at all. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like Sting or like a young uh, William like Jude Law or something. Like a young uh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. So there's no fucking way. Like it's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the she does their magic. Their acting pool was just turns me on. And the other thing I like to point out, their acting pool is very shallow. The other thing, the other thing that I like to point out is that. One in the in, in in the episode once you have the big reveal the twist that Liz was actually a man, they go back and they talk to those same guys those same guys who were talking about her at the beginning of the episode mm. praising her, and they're I don't know if they're in denial they're in denial or I don't for know sure. if they have very progressive uh, viewpoints yeah like, views for like the time which I really don't fucking think is the case. Mm-mm. She'll always be a woman to me. She'll always she's be a still woman. a woman. If she to called me. me today and told me let's go back to work I'd follow her. Like shit like yeah. that, yeah, yeah, fucking crazy, they, right? I, I, I mean, I'm maybe, like, maybe they were that, just progressive because they, they knew somebody mm, like that, and they, or they maybe probably, they just, they maybe they're just dipshits who got duped, 
and they don't want to admit that they're Or also, maybe they dipped in the company ink. Yeah, I think they did. I think they definitely dipped in the company ink, and I think they're in denial. That's what's up. Big that's, twist. That's what Other I Other twist. Oh. These dudes dipped in the ink. Yep. And they're like, they nah, dipped, she was a woman. That was a they woman. They dipped in Liz's ink. That butt ink. That, <laughs> that Dale ink. Oh, man. <laughs> they dipped in the Dale. <laughs> they dipped in the company ink, and they're fucking in denial. I to think me, I think I even saw one of them biting cool, his man. lip. You know what? To, me, to me, she's a woman. Sounds like Honestly, something you I have, say. I have, when, you know, do whatever you want to do with your life. <laughs> fucking whatever, as long as you don't hurt animals or children. <laughs> fucking cool. But you know what? If you're a piece of shit, if you're a fraud, fuck whatever you believe in. Yeah. Except if it's animals or children. <laughs> Except if it's animals or children. Fuck you. <laughs> what an awful story. That's a bummer. <laughs> No, I think I even saw one of them biting his bottom lip. He's like, mm. like when he was talking about her. It's like she was a, she really liked to wear the pants. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're both in love with her. Maybe maybe they're all in love with her. I mean, she was. It's pretty, fucked up. She's it's a pretty enigmatic up. personality. It's fucked up. Uh, women wanted to be her, and men wanted to be with her. <laughs> <laughs> she was a leader at work, but a pioneer in bed. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Uh, she was a she was a bear in the what was it? <laughs> she was a boss in the boardroom, a boar in the bedroom, and a bear in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you all those things are accurate. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> wow. Oh, solid advice. <laughs> After we have a update about Annie Laurie Heron, and she was the lady, the really old lady who got Aww, uh, abducted. That made me so sad. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. just it just brought back all those bad memories of how they never found her. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we we that. covered that case. <laughs> Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we covered say, like, it. You're old? You're that old? I don't think you're that old. I remember that. Like, <laughs> I was <laughs> the no, ripe old age of like, two watching were, Robert really Stack. I to have those feelings at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was watching uh, Robert Stack episodes when I was two years old, and then afterwards I would jump on over to HBO and watch Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah. And you're just being really sad about this old lady who never got found. Yeah. So th- uh, just a brief uh, overview of this case. It, um, the husband was really rich and... Uh, you know, it's the whole school pictures thing. He he owned he owned a business and um, they wrote a ransom and stole his wife and the li- the life touch guy. Yeah, they they arrested a guy, but they could never really charge him with it, and he's out and it's fucked. And Annie Laurie Heron was never heard from. This update is basically them catching the guy, but then it lets us know that he was well, like out. Let me let me ask some questions and maybe you guys can uh, answer them for me because I just saw the update and I'm fucking mad confused yeah. over some things. First of all, um, that well, she was kidnapped and okay, he didn't yeah, know who it know. was. Tell me what you and know. And she, I, what I remember from the case is she was kidnapped and they didn't know who basically did it. So there was a ransom note and they wanted him to pay out like I think twenty people on a list. So the husband writes checks. It was twelve. To all these I people. think it was a dozen. Like yeah, a dozen well, something like that. I, I know it was a good number. So he yeah. writes checks. A lot of the number. A lot of the checks went uncashed, 
and they got sent back, but some of them got cashed. Well, anyways, they basically realized, okay, these 20 people have some, one of these pre- people have something to do with it. I think they caught him because the guy rented a van. The whole thing with the note. Yeah, he, the, the reason they caught him was because of the note. So he paid a woman to, to drop a, the note off, the note that, like the ransom note that was in her handwriting. And he said, he gave it to her in a cloth and he said, don't, don't open it. So she had to drive to like LA or something somewhere on the coast and then drop it in the, in the, uh, from Florida to Atlanta, from, uh, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. It came from Georgia. It was yeah, some, see, some doof shit. It, it was a, it was a don't good drive. Look at the letter. And he said, don't look at it. But she's like, well, of course I'm going to look at this. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, why are you paying me all this money? Cause to you can't drop trust a letter people because all people are snakes. Exactly, <laughs> and, and Robert Stack explains like how it was covered with a with, with like a cloth a linen, it and was then, like and a then linen. he like removes it very very <laughs> it's a fucking beautiful very, job of like removing it very yeah. subtly. Like the... Well, and me... so yeah, oh, sorry. and she she calls in and turns him in, and that's that's how they found the guy. They they realized it was him, but they never found they they never found his wife. All right, okay, that covers it. I had this crazy conspiracy theory going on because I didn't know the story, and now you just debunked it all. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a good one too, but whatever, you know. I mean, you could look in. You know what's fucking crazy? One. And I always, I always get tripped out when like they never find the bodies. Dude, yeah, me dude, too. With, with this old lady, it's so Especially sad, like some dude. Old, this old lady. Well, you don't fucking know her. You don't know her. You know her. <laughs> don't say that shit. You don't fucking know them or the family. No, but it is That's a good way to think of it. Like I've never thought of these cases like no, that. No, fuck that bullshit. Like, maybe this old lady and this old man, maybe this family was just fucked in the head and they deserved it. Maybe they mm. <laughs> What I'm tripping out of is just the idea that people Fuck just yeah, you don't know her. No, yeah, of course. She could have been a real know. bitch. She could have been a bitch. You mentioned she could have been a bitch. You all, we all know someone in our lives <laughs> who is old and just shitty and you're just like, okay. I don't give a Dude, rat's you're just ass. blowing my mind right now That's because true, maybe man. now, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, like who would do that to a sweet, innocent old lady? Like she would have to have shit like, like that doesn't really... happen to sweet, old, innocent ladies. You know why? What? Because they're still around. <laughs> they're all still fucking around. <laughs> A lot of them who just get fucking taken out is because they have some shit going on, some fucking evil, some black in their life. That they just really? <laughs> sure about black in some shit. I don't know, man. Sure just about You're so right. All late. All. First she of all, could have been like okay, the, the, the mom all, from throwing mama from the train. Like, exactly. Ellen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't fucking know, man. The so let's thing- just say this. Don't feel bad because she was old. <laughs> and that's it. Don't that's feel it. bad. That's it. Old. End of sentence. <laughs> Don't feel bad. She was fucking old. Wow. All right. Let's move on. No, no wait. Let's not move on. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just kidding. You really that's, covered it. I had no idea. I had this conspiracy in my head where I was just like, oh fuck. All these twelve people got checks. All twelve people cast the checks, but only one guy got caught. And I was like, this is at this town. There's a conspiracy. These people have fucking money, <laughs> and it's a town conspiracy against these fucking people. They buried her ass in an unmarked grave. Like, I just had this conspiracy <laughs> no. going in my head. And I was hoping that's what nope. we would talk about. Not even close. Not at all. Not even close. But I think mine's way better than the actual story. Yeah, for sure. The yeah. Um, um, All the checks were, like, spread up across the, the And a lot of them didn't stuff. get cashed. Yeah. Some of them might have. Yeah, some and people were just like, no, no, we don't want anything from you. Like, like it's it was settled in court. Oh, so it was just, like, random fucking people. Yeah. It, oh. it, it's actually it's actually a pretty interesting little five-minute case. Which we'll episode of the Dudescast is it? I'll just listen. The uh, I don't, I'll, I'll find it. I'll have to look at the names of the cases, but I'll let you know. So this one, we're going to try this case a little bit differently. Um, this is an unexplained death, and we're going to be talking about Miss Terry McClure, um, who would give the shirt off of her back, which... 
before I get into this, is something that I've heard with so many dead, missing people that they would just give the shirt off someone's back. I, they give the shirt off their back to help someone. And, and that's why I would never. <laughs> I don't want people to think that about me. I've that's why around. you never die, because you'd never give anybody your shirt. I don't Listen. want that bullshit, cliche shit. No one's getting my shirt. I'm embarrassed of my body. Yeah. Well, first of all, yes, that. And also, like, I just don't want to fucking, uh, I just, I don't want to give my shirt away. That's bad luck. So you'll die. <laughs> if you someone give your will- shirt off. If you're known for giving the shirt off your back, something awful's gonna happen to you. Someone at some point's gonna be like, "He was the sweetest guy. He used to give the shirt. He would give the shirt off his back to you if you fucking needed it." Continue. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing that's okay. you never hear. Keep your shirts on. Keep your shirt. Keep your shirts on, kids. Okay. So that's basically, you never, you never hear a story about a guy that's like, "Oh, he was a dick. I'm glad he's dead." Yeah. He, or someone's like, "He would not give the shirt off my back. Uh, give me the he shirt off not, his." He gave me the shirt off his back, and it was too small. <laughs> he would not give the shirt off his back. He was a real stinker. Okay, so Tim was uh, Tim was 38, and he lived with his mom. Um, they were seen together, uh, you know, gambling, eating food. You know, the, people knew them. People knew Tim and his mom, Terry. Um, in 1983, Terry was like 62 years old, and she was uh, living alone. By this time, Tom had moved out. Throughout his 20s, he definitely um, lived with her off and on. By the time he's in his 30s, he calls his mom to let her know that he's getting married. And his mom was very happy. And um, there's a great picture of his wedding photo where he has. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, it's great. He he has. It looks like a dog shitting on his face. Is that what you said? Dude, it looks. Yeah, man. It's. He looks like a puppy. <laughs> he does look like a six foot man. He looks like he looks like a cocker spaniel. One that needs to go to the groomer. Yeah, definitely. He looks like a cocker spaniel. So, so I guess it he was... looks like he listened to a lot of Metallica. <laughs> definitely, oh, uh, yeah, hundred percent, dude. Yeah. So, so the newlyweds, they were. Um, I guess it was kind of a small event because the night they got married, he he um, and his mom hung out at a casino with his wife and his mom and his wife's parents, and they were gambling all night, and. Um, um, it was getting a little late and, uh, Tim walks Terry, his mother to her car. And, um, he tells his mom that they're going to stop by tomorrow and to see you later. And she drives home, not too far of a drive. Um, and the next day they went and she was not there. She was not there at all. And immediately by walking up the driveway, he noticed that the paper hadn't been, uh, picked up and it was just immediately like, didn't feel right. So his mom, um, so he reports his mom missing and three days later, her car was found in a different parking lot um, about a half hour from Lake Tahoe, which is uh, the casino. That's where the casino where they were at was, right? They were, I think they were in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. So that was where the casino that's where the where wedding party. Yeah, at. that's where the wedding was. And then she was driving to Reno. Where, yeah, wherever she was driving yeah. to. Yeah, she like was driving to Reno. Where she lived, but yeah. So she anyways. lived in Reno, and she her car was discovered at Carson City, which is halfway between Reno and Lake Tahoe. Yeah, only about a, like literally 30 minutes away. So she was twi- shot twice in the head, and the keys were in the car, and the doors were locked. Pretty weird. Um, and Tim was suspect numero uno from the beginning. Um, and uh, there was a lot of things that the cops thought were weird. And uh, to mention up top is that Tim called the Unsolved Mysteries team with this case to kind of uh, prove his innocence, if you will. So... so um, the night his mom drove away, he says that he went back into the casino, noticed that his wife was gambling with her parents, and then um, he gambled by himself for two hours. Convenient. 
<laughs> Which happens. I've been I've been to uh you know I've I've been to Las Vegas, and uh you know and it it happens. You know you kind of get just lost in the casino, getting drunk and just. If you're staying in a hotel casino, you you go up and down to the room, or you just walk around and get drunk and play games. Very convenient. You lose money, you eat, you drink. So, um, besides like, oh, I was just hanging out for two hours, getting lost. Um, uh, they the cops also thought it was weird that he seemed to like be driving up and down this road, uh, between Lake Lake Tahoe and all these places, looking for his mom's purse. And the cops thought it was weird that he wanted to recover that purse, but according to uh, homeboy Tim, he's just like, he states that the only reason he's looking for the purse is because that was the only thing that was actually missing. Um, and he was like, I was just looking for that because maybe somebody mugged her and it was all just, uh, you know, mugging gone wrong or whatever. <clears throat> so they decide that she had uh, been dead since Friday night. And that was the night of the wedding and stuff. Um, And another weird thing is Tim had canceled the credit card before his mom was found dead. And according to the statement, this uh, that the lady had written down on this uh, Friday. No, it was like it was like right before she she had been found dead, but like after she had went missing. Well, he he, she she had gone. It was they found her on what was it Sunday? Yeah, three days later or Monday. Yeah. So the card was canceled on Friday and she wasn't found or they didn't realize that she was missing until I guess at least Saturday because Saturday they went to the house. He went to the house with his fiance, well, his wife now to go check on his mom. The newspaper was still there. She hadn't taken the newspaper in. Obviously something was wrong. Yeah. He went to go look for her. He checked parking lots and casinos. He couldn't find her. And so when they go and they look back at when the cards were canceled, her card was canceled on what was it Friday? The Friday. Yeah, the Friday. Friday. And he claims that it. That but he, he claims it, it was Monday. Monday. He and claims it was Monday, and it was a uh, clerical error. Like the 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 uh, the person he was talking to fucked up. But then the unsolved mysteries team shows us a picture of this like statement, <laughs> and it's like said mom and dad were dead and canceled yep. the cards. Fucking all done up. And his eyes get a little shifty when he's talking, when he's like defending lies. It's the bangs. If, it's yeah, the bangs in his if eyes. He's, <laughs> if he's innocent, he's got the worst luck in the world. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. So six months before, um, uh, apparently she took a life insurance policy out. And um, Tim was like very like, oh, I only would have gotten $5,000. That's ridiculous. Why would I kill my mom for $5,000? And immediately there's a cop who's like, people have killed people for less. <laughs> or something like that. And then um, him and his wife failed to polygraph real good. And he and he chalks that up to, oh, I, you know, I'd never done this before. And it was all new and weird to me. He says. And the only question that his wife failed was. Um, do you know who killed? Yeah. Do you know Terry who killed McClure. Terry? Terry McClure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. And you know what? There was such, he failed the entire polygraph test. And he was talking about how he had his eyes closed. He was like, they made me have my eyes closed <laughs> through the whole thing. And it was so weird. But here's the thing about this. And I'm going to go back to what I was talking about earlier about okay. casting. Because we have talked before about how sometimes they might cast the people who were involved in the case, the people who were being oh, yeah. interviewed, they cast them in the reenactments. And here's what I'm thinking today. So they fucking, okay, say this man who is the same guy, Tim McClure, they cast him in his reenactments. It looks like the same guy. Oh, I, no, no. It's Tim definitely McClure, the same guy. Yeah. It's the same guy, right? It, it says at the beginning of the episodes, especially in these early seasons, yeah. if they could get the person who actually went through They'll this do it, right? to reenact okay. it, they They'll did. Do it. Okay, so check this shit out. 
and it's sometimes it's heinous. Let it's me, like, let hey, me, you're reenacting, you're re- doing the reenactments of the night your mother died. Like, yeah. isn't that harsh for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, so <laughs> this is what this is what I was going to get down to. We talk about it all the time. It's yeah. Weird. Well, we talked about it the other night. We 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 touched on it. So they have this guy talking about his mother's death, pretty much the last few yeah. days of his mother's life. So I'm thinking, okay, they're having this guy reenact everything. He reenacts the good times with his mom. <laughs> they go back, and there's this woman who looks exactly like his mother. This woman, this actress, yeah. who looks exactly <laughs> like his mother. Up do poof and all. Blue hair and all. Blue hair and all. And so they're hanging out. They're, <laughs> not the, he wasn't. No. They're at the casino. Like they're they're having fun, you know, on the on the fucking one arm bandits, you know, just fucking losing money. <laughs> They're having a great time. Penny slots. Penny slots. And then it goes, and then it goes after Penny that. Penny slots. There's a reenactment where he's getting married. And standing right behind him, over his shoulder, is his mother. It's a fucking reenactment. Mm-hmm. This woman playing his mother is standing over his shoulder. And then right after that, you know what they show? A reenactment of him the last time he sees his mother. Yeah. Walking, walking her, her out to, the to car. her car after his wedding. This is in my fucking mind. I'm fucking thinking like that's that's fucked up. That's fucked up to make this <laughs> right. Dude, it's very fucked. Okay, we talk so, about this a lot because it happens like oh this like well, it was just a couple weeks ago where there was this lady who who um her dad the last time she her saw dad. her dad he showed up at a bar and embarrassed her drunk and then he he was found dead and it's like she had to reenact with this asshole being a really shitty actor pretending to be drunk like honey I love you and it's just like dude yeah. I think it's eventually, heavy. eventually they stop using the victim as victims as actual actors. I yeah. hope so because it's no, they do eventually. But so I'm thinking like, holy shit! Like they made this guy fucking relive like the worst days of his life, and I say yeah, that because right. everyone talked about how close he was to his mother. Yeah. Now you don't know the relationship they had. Maybe he was sweet to her, and he fucking secretly resented her. But you know what's really fucking the thing that just sticks out of my mind is like. If I fucking killed my mom, man, like, I'm not going to fucking do these reenactments. Or no, he's no. the one who I'm called Unsolved Mysteries. I'm not going to call, unless I was that, like, I wanted to get, I wanted to get people to shake people off my fucking tail. Yeah. So he goes back and he reenacts all this traumatic bullshit. And then he goes and he talks about, he even reenacts doing the polygraph test. He reenacts yeah. being interrogated. And he's wearing a really funny sweater, too. Oh, he's layered up. <laughs> he's he's like, it's like <laughs> a pink turtleneck or something like that. He's got a like pink that. turtleneck it's, and, like, a white wild. top. And, like, yeah. just these bangs from yeah. hell. Dan dipped his toes in the Reddit pool uh, on, on this case, <laughs> didn't you? Right? Is this this is the one? Uh, yeah. He is now the prime suspect and is actually arrested. But unfortunately, the way the case was handled, the DA of Nevada dismissed it with, uh, I think the term is prejudice? Yeah, dismissed with prejudice, dismissed with which prejudice. I didn't really know what that meant. I mean, I've heard of double jeopardy, but I didn't know the specifics. <clears throat> yeah. Dismiss with prejudice. Look, all I'm saying is this guy is guilty as shit. This guy's <laughs> fucking guilty as shit. All right, he kills his mom. To... And honestly, man, I honestly I don't know what a motive would be. I honestly don't know what a fucking motive would be to kill your the mom. The five thousand dollars, which he's, which he assures us is not enough for him to kill his mom. But here's the thing. <laughs> it's basically this the guy's, you... But here's the fucking thing, dude. Here's the thing. This guy's a fucking gambler. This guy's a fucking gambler. He's used to losing money and winning money. Money comes and goes to this man. Yeah. He, so yeah, five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars ain't shit. Yeah, look at right there, layered up, <laughs> pink with a fuchsia top, a pink, a light baby pink look uh, at that sweater. 
Look at that. And with a, with a like a bright orange turtleneck under. And that mustache. You know, and in prison, they call that mustache uh, prison pussy. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, I swear to God, that's what they call it. Well, not, not, maybe not now. Maybe not nowadays. Maybe they have respect for. <laughs> Dude, look at that guy's hair. Yeah. Um, He's he, got a poof. His he, hair is freshly '80s cut. Um, screenshot that. Send it to David. That has to go on the uh, Instagram. Instagram. Oh yeah. It, it won't let me. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah, you're screenshot, not allowed to screenshot it anymore. Uh, on apps. I'll draw a picture. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> uh, um, no. I, I, but anyway, yeah. So um, this guy had big old stupid long hair, and I feel like he cut it because he was going on unsolved mysteries. Big old stupid hair. <laughs> he had. He looked like a fucking cocker spaniel. I'm not kidding you. If they you look at the picture. He just got big, fluffy cocker spaniel ears, <laughs> yeah. and like a, this huge mustache. They show the uh, the picture because it's the picture from his wedding night, and he had big, dumb, long hair like down to his like nice. fucking dick. <laughs> and and um, he was like, he was hoping that people would recognize him being there um, the night of the uh, the murder. You know what? You okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still torn up about this episode. See, this was a good mom. <laughs> See, this is a good woman. This is a good old woman. You know, yeah. you don't know that old rich woman from before, from prior. Her kids were really nice. Well, here's the thing. And, and, and her grown up children. So this, her, so her kids, in, like, uh, I think like maybe, maybe like maybe this lady was just like sweet old lady. I love my son. He's great. He takes care of me. And maybe the son was like, fuck it, man. Like I got a girlfriend now. I got a wife. I can't take care of my mom. Fuck this lady. It's like one of the last things he says is like, I, I wanted to like take care of her like she took care of me all these years. Yeah. Like take care of her or like take care of her. Take care. <laughs> he oh, fucking yeah. took care of her. Is that the second time? That's the second time that's come up in that's this episode. That's the second time in this episode. Oh, yeah. You never, yeah, dude. We don't know. Uh, what we've learned today at the Stack Pack is we don't know what uh, the <laughs> term care take care means. actually are, means in what context. How are people being taken care of? <laughs> And for and for what reason? And for what reason? Look, all I'm saying is that this guy is guilty as shit. He has to be. You 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 can't fucking like go through these reenactments. You can't you can't do this bullshit without fucking really. Well, a lot of perfectly nice innocent people do go through these reenactments just to so they can help find who did it. But listen, but this no one, one. This one's different because he reached out to them after the case had gone cold, like Dan said. When you're that close to your mother, man, like when you're that close to your mom, when you have that kind of relationship with your mother, and and you you spend so much time with her, and and she goes missing on your fucking wedding around on your wedding yeah. night after your wedding night, and she, you find her, they find her in a parking lot. With fucking gunshot wounds to the fucking head, he might yeah. be. He the might be really missing. unlucky. He might and, be really unlucky, and I hope and that. Re- I fucking hope that this fucking and, dude is just a dummy. And the reenactment, <laughs> yeah, big, one big dumb dumb. Yeah, the man. reenactment was pretty bad, um, as far as like them showing how like it was just a pillow like full <laughs> dude, of blood. It looked that's like, like, like just pillow and ketchup the- maybe. Ketchup. Um, also, ketchup. I want to. I want to. Did we touch about like how he went looking for her in different parking lots? Oh, and, and and except he that one, the Holy Spirit. Exactly, except yeah. that one. He he was across the street. He was across the street. He was looking for her. He went to all these parking <sighs> lots, all these casino parking lots, except yeah, the one the that one she was she fucking was in. found in. And, and he said this whole he, thing about how Jesus kept him away from it. How yeah. fucking? <sighs> but the truth, truth be told, how fucking awkward would it be to like, oh well, oh, if you killed I her, found my mom's body. I found her. Yeah. Like, how do you play it off? But also yeah. too, like if he's if he's not, maybe that is a thing. Maybe he really fucking felt something in his heart. Like, uh, 
That I'm not going to check that one. Like, I checked this one that's across the street. I'm not going to check that one. Fuck it. Like, Maybe he had he didn't check that one because he shot his mom in it earlier <laughs> that weekend. He shot her in the fucking head. And you know what? It kind of makes sense because he was gone for two hours. And it's one of those things where just like, you know what? Yeah. yeah. You know what, Mom? Let me just drive you home. And on the way home, you're just like, hey, let's just stop here and have another fucking drink. And we'll fucking play some games. Uh, and so know, she's in man. the passenger seat and he's fucking driving. It's like, don't worry, Ma. I'll take and in his mind, his, in his I'll take mind, care of you, Ma. In his mind, he's thinking, look, I'm older now. I'm fucking, how old is he at the time? 38. He's 30. 30 he's fucking 38 at the time. And he's just thinking, you know what? Yeah. He's like, this is my new life. I got to get rid of my old one. I can't. Yeah, this is me. Maybe it was that crazy. And maybe it wasn't even just like relieving, like taking a weight off your shoulders. Actually, maybe maybe, it was literally being ending this part of his life and starting brand fucking you with his new wife. And so he just he Um, takes his mom and just bam, bam. Yeah. And fucking gets out. And it takes him that long to get it to get back to fucking Lake Tahoe, getting a cab back or walking back somehow getting back. Tim That's yeah. the one thing they don't tell you. How did he get back in time? But he was gone for those two hours, so you don't know. Maybe he jumped in a fucking 18-wheeler and sucked the dick to get back. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, that's a huge jump there, Listen, Corey. if you killed your mother, <laughs> if you just killed your mother and you need to get back to wherever the fuck, you need an alibi, I'm sure, right? Like, if you're trying to get away with something Uber. that's serious. Uber didn't exist then. Uber it. So you fucking get back. There's like a total account of that. That's I mean, yeah. These guys are fucking this poor bastard. It says Tim was 38, but I think that might have been at the time of the uh, at the of the unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mysteries yeah. thing. So, so how it, it happened in '83. So uh, he probably would have been late 20s. Uh, maybe I don't know. No, maybe maybe late 20s, early 30s. Probably yeah. I'm gonna say. Um, I don't know. All I'm saying is that this guy is guilty as shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the first uh, time uh, I saw uh, it, I was like all all in, like, oh, he's innocent. And the second time I watched it. Yeah, I was exactly the same way. Yeah. I read the exact same. Because, <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's just too many coincidences. It's just, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah. So, uh, Terry McClure, we'll never know, but we know you did it, Tim, you son of a bitch. Um, what's going on next week? So next week. Yeah, we got a couple of cases. Um, mother goes in a desperate attempt to find her missing son. Uh, we have another case of a pair of French aviators. Uh, did they fly over the Atlantic before Charles Lindbergh? Hmm. Is it? A, I just picture a pair of sunglasses. Oh, just no. like flying. I, I mean, like actual pilots, <laughs> French pilots. I should have said. Uh, we also have a woman. Was she poisoned by somebody close to her? And uh, the families of the SS Misogi search for their lost loved ones. Um, so those so like a, will maybe all be like a boat rat, a boat something, a boat wreck or something? Maybe. You never know. you got to tune in next week to find out. Oh, I mean, I'll be tuning in. I'll be producing and editing it. <laughs> yep, and I won't be here. Thank you guys for having me. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> maybe right. next year at some point I'll come back and we'll do something spooky. Or we'll oh, talk yeah, about yeah, the yeah. unexplained. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the next time we have an unexplained, like a Bigfoot or a UFO or a good ghost one. Yeah. Or, 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 be or the Chupacabra. Or something about oh, Chupacabra. Yeah, something Latin. <laughs> For Cody Jimenez. Cody Jimenez. Cody? Cody Adam Jimenez. All right. Hey, thank you, guys. Honestly, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Light. Thank you, David. Thank you. Uh, this was a very lively episode. Um, Lots of fun. Um, as always, we're at the Stack Pack on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are also at all those places. I'm at Davey Howe. I'm at Big Bad Vinyl Dad. <laughs> and Road underscore Dan. And 
Corey J, you want you want to give your handle or you nope. want to stay private? Leave me the fuck alone, guys. <laughs> I'm 30 years old and I don't need any new friends. <laughs> but I love you. Local personality, Corey. Local, Corey J. Local human. <laughs> Corey J. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, Corey. Hey, um, man, thank you for having me. I love you guys. You guys are good. Uh, for every mystery, there is someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is listening. And perhaps that someone is you. You guys have a lovely week and 